Hello, and welcome to episode 112 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Clara B. and Todd S., the newest members of the Modern Manager community. I hope that you are finding the episode guides and guest bonuses and all the other great content there helpful on your Rockstar Manager journey. If you are not yet a member, I encourage you to stay tuned at the end for information on how to join or check out the show notes for the link. And also at the end, I'll be sharing more information about how you can work with me to develop your delegation skills so that you can spend more time and energy on the activities that matter most to you. Now, today's episode is all about goals. This one word is surprisingly complicated when you think about all of the ways that it's used and all of its different meanings. And this one little word is often center stage for teams and businesses. Each year or planning period or project that we begin starts with what our goals are and everything else flows from there. So it is really important as a manager to understand how goals work so that you can set the right goals for yourself, for your team, or for your business. So let's get to it. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. To make this simple, first I'm going to talk through three types of foundational goals, what they are, what they're best suited for, and how to write them. And then I'll get into how they can be used together along with some other factors to consider when writing goals. So at the most basic level, I think about three types of goals, impact goals, output goals, and process goals. Impact goals are what many of us typically think about when writing goals. What do we want to achieve at the end of the day? What outcome are we trying to attain? These goals are often things we don't have a lot of control over, which makes them kind of tricky. For example, secure three new clients, bring in $10,000 of new revenue, develop trust in our team culture, maintain high ratings for customer service, increase productivity by 10%. These are all really important goals, but they can be confusing because we don't exactly know what we need to do to achieve them. We just know what the end result will be. They can also be difficult because we may not be able to measure them right away. It could take weeks, months, or sometimes longer to fully realize an impact goal. And that is okay because sometimes these just need to be directional goals. And we can usually tell along the way if we're making progress towards them or not. If you find that you are not making progress, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to change your impact goal, although you might want to. But In many cases, we actually need to adjust our activities that aren't getting us to that impact goal that we've set. And that leads to output goals. These are the most common types of goals I hear teams talk about. These goals sound like launch version 2.0, run a new internal training course, hire for three open roles, transfer into the new accounting system, update the vacation policy, stop being defensive when your ideas are challenged. Output goals are generally about completing an initiative that you have control over. It's the culmination of an effort that you believe will achieve some particular impact goal. These are important because they help us divide and align our work into manageable segments. The last of the three basic goal types is a process goal. These are goals that are focused on behavior. For example, call 20 potential customers each day, write 100 lines of code, send updated financial reports every Friday. Start every meeting by asking how people are doing. Take three deep breaths when receiving difficult-to-hear feedback. 
Process goals help us break down impact and output goals and turn them into actions. You'll know a process goal when you see one because it focuses on a behavior that we can control. When you take these three types of goals and stack them together, you can create much greater alignment and drive to action. Often we need process goals to help us stay on track and know what to do. We need output goals to strive for and feel a sense of accomplishment. And we need impact goals to guide if what we're doing is making a difference. These three types of goals work together. So as you're generating goals for yourself, your team, or your organization, consider how these goals can cascade into one another. Think of output goals and process goals as leading indicators for impact goals. There should be a clear line of sight that draws a logical connection between them, almost like an if-then statement. If I do these activities or accomplish this work, it's highly likely to result in this outcome. Let's look at an example. Let's say my goal is to be less conflict avoidant. It's not easy to just wake up tomorrow and be comfortable with conflict. I need to figure out what the process goals are that will get me there. For example, when I experience conflict, I speak up. Or when conflict arises, I check in on my emotions and explore what's making me uncomfortable. These are specific actions I can take that I have control over and that I can measure whether or not I'm doing them. And after a while, I can assess whether they're helping me become less conflict avoidant or if I need to try new behavior, new process goals. I might also set an output goal, like reading a book on dealing with conflict or attending a training. This is something that I can accomplish that in theory will help me become more comfortable dealing with conflict. Again, I can assess whether or not it worked. All of this works in the same way regardless of what type of goal you start with. Let's say that your initial goal is to update the employee handbook, which is an output goal. You'll want to be sure to think forward towards an impact goal. What will this accomplish? Why does this matter? Is the impact goal to be in good standing with the changing regulations or to increase employee engagement? As for a process goal, this particular one may not need that type of goal. Or maybe you'll have a process goal of updating one section each week until you're done. While it may seem like I'm making things more complicated, I've actually found that it's easier to align on goals as a team when you're explicit about each of these various layers. As you think up and down this chain from action to deliverable to result, you make things much easier on yourself and your team. What's so great about this type of clarity is that if you find that you've done a bunch of projects or actions and activities, but have fallen short of the impact goal, you need to revisit whether you had the right process and output goals to get you there. Did you fail to execute these process and output goals or did you accomplish them and they simply fell flat and didn't achieve what you expected? Also, don't assume that because you achieved an output goal that it created the impact you've intended. I have experienced this firsthand and heard dozens of stories where companies have launched a training program or changed a policy or introduced a new software only to discover that it made little to no difference. And that's why it's so important to know not just what you want to accomplish, but what it's intended to do. Now, as you flesh out your goals, you'll also want to include measures. Measures help you assess whether you've achieved the goal by giving it more detail. They tell you what and how much. For example, 20% increase in customer retention or three days per week. All team members report feeling respected. The product meets TSA regulations. It's this level of granularity that can make or break a project or initiative. If we as a team aren't clear about what the measures of success are, we may accomplish a whole bunch and later realize that we missed the boat entirely. If you brainstorm measures and find that you have too many, You might want to prioritize them into must-haves and nice-to-haves because sometimes we have to make trade-offs and you never want to accidentally trade off a must-have for a nice-to-have. The other detail to include in your goals is the timeline or due date. 
This sets the parameters for what's possible and establishes priority amongst the many things competing for your time and attention. Due dates allow you to figure out what you need to be doing now and what can wait for tomorrow. Even an arbitrary due date is better than no due date because it allows you to at least have the conversation about adjusting the timeline. Whereas if you don't ever put a due date, that goal may always sit at the bottom of your pile. Now, a few final thoughts about goals. There are many other factors that go into goal setting. We have goals about performance, learning, operations, strategic goals, personal development, or growth goals. There are short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals. There are individual, team, and company goals. So by no means is what I've talked about today a comprehensive overview of goals. But this should help you frame your goals in a way that are actionable. Personally, almost nothing is more stressful to me than staring at a goal and feeling like I have no idea what to do to achieve it. So when I decided to write my next book, I created that as my output goal to write and publish a book. And then I broke that down into a number of additional output and process goals. In fact, one of them is to interview 100 people for my research, which is an output goal. And it is linked to a process goal of reaching out to my network each week to spread the word about finding new people to interview. So on that note, if you have worked for a rockstar manager, I would be grateful if you would spend 45 minutes sharing your experience with me. You can go to managerialgreatness.com to sign up for an interview. So to recap, when writing goals for yourself or with your team, determine if you're writing an impact goal, an output goal, or a process goal. And then what sub goals or additional goals do you need in order to achieve all three levels and be successful? Add additional detail in the form of measures and include a timeline. By taking this extra thinking time to truly articulate these robust goal statements, you will be more aligned with your team and able to more quickly take action that moves you forward. The mini guide for today's episode is available at themodernmanager.com slash mini guides. To get the full guide for today's episode, which includes an overview of all three types of goals and tips for writing each of them, join the Modern Manager community. Go to themodernmanager.com slash join, and for $15 a month, you get access to episode guides and guest bonuses to help you implement all of the learnings. If you just want this episode guide, you can purchase it in any other full guide at themodernmanager.com slash shop. Plus, I mentioned earlier that I would love to work with you on enhancing your delegation capabilities. My new course, The Modern Manager's Guide to Effective Delegation, is now open for enrollment. You will work with me to improve your communication, accountability, and support capabilities, which when combined make for effective delegation. Maybe you've struggled with delegation in the past. Maybe you feel like you're constantly having to hold your team members' hands. Maybe you are afraid to give people the autonomy that they've been asking for. Whatever it is that is keeping you from focusing on your most important priorities, we will figure it out and we will move you past it. This course includes four modules with mini lessons that you do at your own pace, plus five group coaching calls and one private one-on-one call with me. So I am with you the entire way through. Plus, there are lots of additional ways that I have built in support, including a no-fail guarantee, because I believe that if you implement what I am teaching you, you will delegate effectively and regain your time and focus. Go to themodernmanager.com slash courses to learn more and enroll. The course launches on August 11th and early bird pricing ends July 28th. You can use the code early 10 exclamation point. That's E-A-R-L-Y, the number one, zero, and then an exclamation point to get 10% off. All of these links are in the show notes and they're in your inbox along with the free mini guide if you subscribe to my newsletter.
To get on that list and find everything else that I have mentioned, which I know is a lot, go to themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team. I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.